0: We would like to acknowledge the traditional owners of this land on which we stand, the Boon Wurrung and Burundjeri people of the Kulin Nation.
1: Welcome back to the official and original Born Born to to Drag drag Podcast podcast. I'm Marley And I'm still Ryan And we are
0: so excited to be back to share with you the amazing drag kings
1: Drag queens
0: And all the drag betweens
1: Here in Melbourne
0: And beyond Yay Hi (gasps) Hi (laughs) sorry that was too long you know i really actually do want to know like who thinks that when alaska does it it's annoying and who thinks it's funny i like uh, it i love it i think it's funny but like everyone well not everyone but like a lot of people think it's annoying
1: well (laughs) who cares cares?
0: (sighs) no not me
1: well bonjour what have you been up to
0: (laughs) (sighs) you know i've just been i've been actually like super busy Super, super busy. Hmm. Did some exam supervising with uh Tom. Um, Who? And Who? Thomas Incognito.
1: Oh, you mean Tomas, sorry. Yes, Tomas. Tomas.
0: Um, and yeah, just been like looking for
1: work and all of that type of thing. And yeah. Ah, fabulous. You? Fabulous. Um, well, the other day I got my OnlyFans um, deposit, $275, so thank you. That's um, a lot. It is a lot. I was like, whoa, hi. That um, is a lot. I've been doing, I've been listening to a lot of podcasts, um, yeah. on a lot of drag, a lot of gay ones, and yeah. to one with Kylie Minogue in it, but nice. um, I also watched the Savage Fenty Rihanna show. Oh, yeah. Did you, did you see anything about it? I did not watch
0: the whole thing, but I saw snippets and like the little <gasps> sections of the people performing and everything. Oh it looked pretty cool.
1: God. It's fashion. It's, it's fashion in the 21st century. It's yeah. inclusive. It's colourful. It's. Was there enough clothes being worn to be fashion? Exactly. It was completely enough clothes. A piece of string. Completely enough clothes. A little bit of string <laughs> between the butt cheeks. <laughs> no, Um. it was a really, really incredible show. And in fact, we had some of the season 12 Drag oh yeah there and Miss Slay as well. We had Gigi, um, Jada, and of course, Shay.
0: Yes, yes. I did see that and they looked amazing. I love Jada.
1: She's, oh, she's just the best. Jada is. Jada it, is. She's so good. The Jada is my heart. Jada is the closest thing to my heart. Jada she is, is the goddess. Jada is absolutely everything. She's her. so.
0: She's just the best. The first. I love her. So I'm glad that she was present. She was in the Savage Fenty show. She was. But her. speaking of fashion, fashion. Do you buy designer clothes? I. Mm, mm,
1: I have been known to you once or twice. <laughs> um. Obviously, I'm a bloody 21 year old. Just living it out in the suburbs. I can't afford bloody super duper crazy fashion, but I've got my pieces here and there. I've got a little bit of coach. Um, yeah. I've got some Marc Jacobs sunglasses. Thank you, Specsavers. savers. But <laughs> not too much other fashion, but I live and I breathe fashion. I love, love fashion. I love couture. Do right. You? What about you?
0: Um, I don't care for designers, really. No. Um, I care for design, but <laughs> I don't really care for a brand name um, because it's like it's just like, like capitalism at its finest um, and I think that it's unnecessary to spend that much money on an item of clothing when people are dying and don't have clothes on the street. Um, so I don't really shop Very
1: much. I feel (laughs) feel bad being now. I love designers. I love... uh.
0: Look, you can like what you want. It's fine. I just can't do that because it's just... No. Um, (laughs) And yeah, I only inherit clothes, get clothes off of people and go to the op shop. And occasionally, if there's something I really like and I really don't think that I can go without, I'll buy it. But it's usually not from, like, a, you know, a commercial shop a or bit something of a fancy, like that. Fancy it'll be, fancy. like, some random shop or it'll be, like, a vintage store in, like, I don't know.
1: <gasps> random. Like, shag. I love shag. You love shag. Well, Overpriced, shag. but I love it. We do love shopping at a bit of shag. Um Yes. That's very sustainable of you, though. I think that we're headed into this new direction of fashion where people are wanting mm. ethical and sustainable clothing. And I've seen it a lot recently. People are like... Anyone, can anyone show me where like good ethical clothing is? And I'm like, sustainable clothing, it's really easy to buy. You just buy clothes that already exist mm. <laughs> rather than buying clothes that are being produced. Again, mm. I, I can't, I can't talk, I, I I buy clothes. I know, I know, shame me, shame <laughs> me. Um, but I've been trying to get more into sustainable fashion and... Yeah.
0: Yeah. Well, that's, at least you're aware because like some people aren't. And the, the thing with um vintage shops um and op shops is you got to be careful which ones you shop at because especially if they're like fair fair enough people have to make a a living but if they're like running like a op shop Mm. um and labeling it as that you you think charity and sometimes they're just like People selling twenty dollar things for three hundred dollars. Literally, I yeah.
1: We had that happen in um this place called Whole Food Merchants in Fentou Gully. My friend picked up this jumper, she really liked it, and it was like fifty dollars or something like that, and she was like, oh. and when we got to the the checkout we noticed that there was a Vinnie's tag still on it for five dollars. Yeah. So someone yeah. had bought it and then trying to upsell it, so then they actually mm-hmm. sold it to us for five dollars. And I was like, okay, Good. that's awful. Yeah. They
0: are. It happens all the time. You know what else they do is they take off the um you know how like everyone likes Levi pants mm. and all of that, so they take off. They'll buy a pair of Levi pants that are like shit or trashed. They'll take off the Levi label off the back <gasps> and stick it on a pair of pants that look similar, <gasps> the that drama. are in better quality. The drama, um, yeah. So people are like, "Oh my gosh, a pair of Levi's for forty bucks," and it's like they're probably five dollar <gasps> pants from like Cotton exactly. On. Exactly. <gasps> yeah, it's, oh it's pretty um. Yeah, and, like, this whole vintage thing where people source vintage things that are, like, you know, from some random factory in China or something and Mm. they're just, like, made for, like, you know, large consumption Mm. Um, and people think that they're vintage because... That's that's it's what the they do. It's that's like capitalism for you again. They just, they're trying to woo you and and trick you basically.
1: They can't trick us. They can't trick us. They can't. Now I think. Yeah. Sorry, you go. <gasps> oh, fabulous. Um, Marley, are you? Your name's Mali, isn't
0: it? No. No. Sorry, okay. I think I got the it's, wrong person. It's
1: Elsa Monica. Um. Yeah, yeah. that's me. Let's talk about drag fashion. Let's talk about... Oh, drag fashion. All that confirmed. Yes. We have a mutual friend who do is we? a... We do. We do. Who is a, um, a listener of the podcast. And oh, he actually sent me a message once and he is a... He's a fan of drag and he wants to start drag. And he was asking me, where do drag queens get their costumes from? And I was like to him, oh, you know, like some sometimes some queens actually make their costumes a lot mm. of the time. Sometimes they buy them. Um, but it's very interesting, like with drag, a lot of the time you actually do have to make your costumes because there are such extreme measurements with the corsets and the boobs. Yes. Um, and he found that very interesting and I thought that that was more of a known thing, but obviously it's, it's not too much.
0: Yeah. I mean, it makes sense. I feel like I would have originally just thought that people would make their own clothes because they wanted to make something awesome that they couldn't find elsewhere but it makes sense for like people's body types and everything that everyone's different so making things that really like fit that individual and fit you Mm. can make the outfit look
1: awesome exactly as well really hugging every single inch of your body oh exactly i wish someone would hug every inch of my body (laughs) (laughs) it's been a minute it's been a minute. You've got a dog, don't you? I do, I
0: (laughs) do. Cute. But yes, I mean, what comes with that as well is material. Material girl, Madonna. Material girl. And often (laughs) when you are making costumes or outfits or anything, the material that you're using is more expensive than the item of clothing that you could buy. Like, for example, if you want to make a little black dress or whatever, it's probably $10 somewhere and you've just paid $35 or something for material or mm. whatever. It's just, it's frustrating because people, you know, it, they want to be more sustainable. And usually when you buy things that are a bit more, you try depending on who you are, you try and cherish them a bit more. And mm. if it's not fast fashion, then you'll want to keep it. But if everything's ten dollars, it's just encouraging people to buy so much. Exactly,
1: and then it, it breaks, so you just chuck it out. So I just get a new one, ten dollars. Yeah, and there's people that vicious cycle. People don't mend. They don't. Which
0: is weird. I'm I'm a mender. I can't yeah. throw anything out. It's you're scary. a hurler.
1: You're a hurler. Yes,
0: yeah, so I feel like I'm losing a part of me if I throw out
1: my clothes. <gasps> Your clothes are an extension of yourself.
0: Literally, I have a pair of shoes that's from like you have when a pair of 11. shoes. Oh yeah. From when I was 11, I'm 24. Oh my God. Yeah. They still fit, had big feet. (gasps) Size 10 represent. I'm actually an 11 now, but you know.
1: And I just like, it's, it's so crazy. People don't realize that fashion is one of the most, uh, environmentally unsustainable. Is that a word? Unsustainable.
0: Yeah. It's like one of the highest. One of the highest. Yeah. And you you don't really think about it. Yeah. Fast fashion is really bad because you've got pollution, you've got chemicals, You've got um, the actual waste in tons mm. and you've got the exploitation of workers <gasps> because when you gained a $5 dress, someone just lives in a hut made of leaves mm. and that's not
1: good. Not good.
0: <laughs> not good. And they are, I don't know, I did an assignment on it and it was something like your benefit is someone else's sacrifice or something like that.
1: And that's unfortunately the way the world works, which we need to change. I agree.
0: I agree. And here at
1: Born to Drag, we are aiming to change (laughs) people's attitudes. We are aiming to change (laughs) people's attitudes. And just and create happiness.
0: (laughs) Absolutely. We love happiness. But, Ryan, let's take a break. And after we will come back with our guests. Let's have a break. Ryan, what do you do on a Wednesday night during isolation? You know, not a lot, maybe watch some TV. What about you? Well, I was the same, dreaming of the day I'd be back at trivia or drag bingo, and now I am. Ooh, tell me more. Well, our new sponsor, Pride Our Footscray, which is a community bar located in, you guessed it, Footscray, has their self-bingolation nights happening.
1: Ooh, yes, I have heard of them. The word on the street is that they're the best drag bingo going around. The
0: word is correct. Self-Bingolation is a camp and colourful online drag bingo that is hosted on Twitch with the hostess and the queen of quarantine herself, may I say, Aurora Arsenic.
1: Let me guess, she does it from her lounge room?
0: Correct. Aurora is right at home with you. She gives us comedy, performance, bingo, and there's even prizes to be won all night.
1: Well, I am super competitive, so if there are any goodies to be won, I am down. What types of prizes do they have?
0: You are competitive, just like me. And along with that, I also know you love a double vodka soda and shopping for new clothes. So you're in luck, because the prizes that you can win include Thomas, can we get a drum roll, please? Thank you, Thomas. The prizes include bar tabs for when the Pride of Our Footscray Bar reopens, novelty items, as well as items from their merchandise store. And better yet, if you miss out on any prizes, you can just go and purchase some merch from their online store at www.prideofourfootscray.bigcartel.com, which is directly supporting members of your community. Oh,
1: this is exciting. I kind of want to dress up for
0: it. Well, lucky for you, each bingo night has a theme, and there are prizes to be won for best dressed. Types of themes include 80s, 90s, divas, musicals and more.
1: This sounds like so much fun. The Pride of Our Footscray has done a great job of creating something that allows people to have fun, but still adhere to lockdown restrictions.
0: Exactly. It's a win-win, really. And the best thing is my international friends can come too. I mean, it might be early in the morning for them, but they can still come.
1: You know, this also sounds like it could be a really great way to celebrate birthdays, game nights, and work parties as well.
0: Oh yeah, absolutely. It's all the fun you could want. Guests can live chat with the hostess Aurora Arsenic, they can have Zoom parties with friends, and self-bingolation even host private, social, and corporate online bingo events as well. Amazing, how do I buy a ticket? Well, you know when you go out, you're a few drinks in. You may or may not have paid entry, and you go to pay for your next drink, and your card declines. No. Me either. And that won't happen here, because the tickets are only $9 each, and you can buy extra books of bingo tickets for $2 each. So it's literally the most affordable, authentic piece of fun you will ever experience, and the money goes straight to supporting the performers and their team. So to book, you can go to www.trybooking.com slash capital The link will also be in our episode description on our social media at born To drag and on Facebook and Instagram at Pride of Our Footscray.
1: I can't wait. I've never even played bingo before, but I'm excited. You know what? I don't think I have either.
0: But it doesn't matter because the tickets and instructions on how to play and where to watch will be sent to you before 6pm on the day of bingo.
1: Amazing. So which Wednesdays are coming up? So
0: Wednesday the 14th of October and it will be fortnightly from there.
1: Perfect. Well, I can't wait to see updates and promos for it. So I guess I should go follow them on Facebook and Instagram at Pride of Our Footscray.
0: Yes, that is at Pride of Our Footscray on Facebook and Instagram. See you Wednesday.
1: Stepping onto the stage for the first time in March 2019, this queen aims to bring you all the glitz and glam served up on curves that make even an hourglass jealous. A lover of a good ballade or a diva anthem, she is here to entertain and look good doing it. You'll cheer, you'll laugh. You might even shed a tear. In July 2020, Uh, this queen officially opened their design business for commissions where her main goal is to have everyone she works with feel as beautiful and glamorous in their drag as she does in hers. So please give a warm welcome to the costume diva herself. Betty Rose, hello! Hello! Welcome! Where are you calling in from today?
2: I am calling in from my closet. I've gone back <laughs> in the closet for you guys, just for this hour. I love that. Or whatever, however long we're here for. Um, yeah, they've just decided to like knock down every building in my street, essentially. So here we are. <laughs> Where? What's the verb? Um, I'm in Balaclava. Oh,
0: I'm in Balaclava! Get out!
2: Walking buddies, that's what i Oh I'm my saying. gosh,
0: five kilometre radius! Look at us go!
1: Oh, my God. Yeah. Girls. I love it. (laughs) Love it. Well, thank you for coming on today. We're going to ask you about your fabulous drag. Oh, my God. Go for it. (laughs) So you've only been doing it since March
2: last year. Yeah, that was the first time I performed, March last year. Where did you perform? Uh, That was my first baby drag. (gasps)
1: Oh, God. We love baby drag. We do. baby drag Thursday nights.
2: Yeah, it was a mess,
0: but, you know, it was what it was. (laughs) What was the song that you lip-synced to? It was, um, oh my god!
2: What is the lyric? What, uh, what is it? What is it? It's Panic at the Disco. So you know that the, like the
1: title is like a full song. Well, like closing that has nothing. No, that's to do not closing with. the goddamn door. That's not them, is it? No. Who no. um, knows what you did in the dark? The Phoenix.
2: Don't, don't bother me with a good time or something like that. I'm googling. Something it. like that. Don't threaten <laughs> me with a good time. It's don't threaten me with a good time.
0: Oh, don't threaten me with a good time yet. Yeah we got it
2: so yeah my first number was don't threaten me with a good time by panic at the disco and um i decided that i was gonna bring a magic trick because stunts and drag you know the things that go so well together (laughs) and i had one of those like canes that like shoots out from nothing if you like do it correctly but i decided to like you know be really nervous and have really sweaty hands and that thing went straight into like the overhead fan (laughs) And I'm like, that thing is metal. Like I could have taken somebody out, like fully taken somebody out, (laughs) but like, at least it was entertaining.
1: It would have been a performance, you know, a night to remember.
2: Oh yeah. Flat wig, no eyebrows, almost killed a person, you know. Did you make your own costume
1: for your first performance? No,
2: I didn't at that point. And like, I think that's what started me doing costuming because when I started to look for things that I could wear as a costume, a lot of places just don't accommodate a larger size and that is in remotely fashionable so i was just wearing like a blazer dress from like boohoo a pretty little thing and i'm just like i look back at it and i'm like that you you do not have the body to pull the, like to wear that and have it be like a costume the blazer yeah just like a blazer dress i'm like i could have done something at look, least the like, queens I, love
0: a boohoo a boohoo buy they, they, they really do <laughs>
1: little asos moment
2: yes
0: oh, yeah if it can get to you in a week i guess like we love it well i guess the real question then is was the with the competition that night were their outfits better oh i like that entire night is a
2: blank to me the only
0: thing i have from it is like a couple
2: of stories from a couple of my friends like that i have saved to my phone oh yeah yeah like, am i allowed to swear on this yep yeah. <laughs> yeah i have just like a really specific one of the exact moment that kane went off and you can just hear max the drag queen go what the fuck is this magic shit <laughs>
1: <laughs> and it's my favorite video she wasn't there for it hi max we love you max i love her um but like with your cost like you have one fabulous figure like it is phenomenal
2: i, I am very very proud of it and mm. i will n- i will not be ashamed of that i'm very proud
1: of it the way it looks you fucking work um so, how long has Betty Rose Designs been going on for?
2: Um, te- like officially, as of July this year, is when I opened it. But um, it started, I started making costumes for myself about like May last year because I had to essentially. Like, if I wanted to be myself and have the aesthetic that I wanted, I'd have to make stuff for myself because even if I could find them in my size, my proportions are just so weird. Like, it's not a normal human's proportions to go at a 90 degree angle off your waist <laughs> to your hip. It just doesn't happen. So I had to learn how to sew. The first time I ever used a sewing machine was last year. Wow. And yeah. Yeah. First time I'd ever used a sewing machine. Yep. My mum teaching me how to um, thread it even. Like, I knew nothing at all.
1: That is surprising.
2: Yeah. And then um, one of my friends, um, I tweeted something being like, ha ha ha, I have no job and no income anyone need me to make them anything? Like as a total joke. And um, Max actually is the one who got in contact with me and was like, well, since you have time, can you make me this thing for next weekend? And I was like, yeah, sure. Why not? And a lot of it started like that. And then I was just like doing little odd costumes here and there for my friends. And then they were like, you know, just just do it. Like open yeah. yourself up for business. Yeah.
0: And then here we are. Like the rest is history. Wow. And how's it been going like so far with everything else? Have you been making like a lot or? the response i got was shocking like i wasn't expecting
2: <laughs> to have anybody message me and like within an hour of me putting up that post being like yep open for commissions i was booked out until like end of october wow it's insane and i'm just like i'm so proud and like grateful yeah because i'm just i'm just shocked like I, I never expected it like i know that people tell me like oh you look good like when i'd made stuff for myself but like the concept of people giving me money to make things
0: just like it doesn't click for me right because I was also saying to Ryan before that like it's annoying as well because sometimes buying fabric is more expensive than buying clothes and it shouldn't be like that for a number of reasons but how do you find that I mean you obviously have to work that into what you're charging people and everything and since it's so expensive, like, do you only source, like, new fabric or?
2: Yeah, so, like, I I source new fabrics, but, like, I think it's, you have to, like, you can't go into it and, like, have the design done without setting people's expectations Mm. to where they need to be. Like, I've had people send me Fashion Nova dresses and been like, can you make this? And I'm like, the fabric alone is worth three times what they're charging. Right, exactly. On that side. Yeah. Like, for general context, like, Lycra is around $22 a meter. Lycra velvet is, so is $33 expensive. a meter. Mm-hmm. And then like depending on someone's body size, like my body takes at least three meters of fabric mm. to do a gown for, like a very simple no frills gown. Yeah, gotcha. So it's like it all adds up. And like I think setting people's expectations for that is like something that you have to do.
0: Definitely, because there's fabric and then like time <laughs> –
2: Time, yeah, (laughs) like explaining to people, like, well, if you're wanting to give me a task that's going to take a week, what's minimum wage for a week? Right, like, that's how I just want to like put it into people's perspectives. When I like give them a quote and they're like, that's ridiculous, and I'm like, I have to pay things,
0: yeah, exactly, I have to live, exactly. And do you find that, like, once you've given the quote, everyone's like, well, we'll just do it anyway. Or so I'm like, whoa, no, I can't. <laughs> oh, I think I've only had
2: one person be like, I'll get back to you when I have some money. Yeah, fair enough. Like everybody seems to like at least come in with like the right mindset. Yeah. So I'm, I'm, I'm glad about that. I'm glad that I haven't had to have any like situations.
1: Yeah. Oh, you put the love into it.
2: Oh, so much love. And like, it's going to fit you like a glove. It's going to be one off for you. Yeah, like, Go for it. Why not?
1: Exactly. So fun. With Costumes fitting like a glove. We've seen some amazing looks from you on the lip sync roulette. Yeah, that pink look, girl. That pink look. I. (laughs) I think that was the first one.
2: Yeah, probably that was the first one that I made for Roulette. Um, my friends Linda and Seattle Club and I. Um, we decided like, you know what? Like, we've been missing drag. We're in ISO. Let's sign up for Roulette. And it's just become this like really great thing that we do together. And um. I can't remember which one of them said it, but we were like monochromatic looks next week. And I was like, okay, I have pink lipstick that I can use as paint. So I have to do pink and I have a pink wig. So then I just had to like make a pink dress like the day before.
0: And like, it turned
2: out really well for something that I had like no plan. The day before? The day
0: before, Yeah. You mean that one with the yellow fluoro? Oh,
2: God, no. The yellow fluoro, that was a pain in the ass. Let me. Let I was me like, oh, you, my gosh. No, like, I think I got through, like, all of Future Nostalgia twice just doing the yellow parts on that dress. Like, yeah, yeah got never you. again, never again. Unless someone pays me yeah. the right amount of money. Yeah, exactly. And,
0: and she will take it,
2: guys. I, I will take it.
0: <laughs> so, please.
1: <laughs> Anything
2: for a
0: dollar. I love that. Yeah, it's because I was, I was saying to Ryan before as well that I think I was following your costume account before I was following you and I didn't know you even had another account and I was just looking at the costume account and there wasn't many it was quite early on so there wasn't many posts there was only like three or four or something um and I was already like oh this is cool like and I started looking and scanning for other costume designers and I think there was like obviously there's some um kings and queens who make their own outfits and everything but I didn't see that many people who are as a business doing just costumes but that might just be my inability to search
2: i mean like i can i can i can count like a couple but like there's not a massive amount mm, yeah so like and this, i also think that like i was talking to somebody about it the other day like if you look at each costume designer who's based in melbourne we each have like our own really distinct style we have our own mm. aesthetics like there's not really a, a massive crossover ever so like right. you, you go to like polyfiller for a polyfiller, you go to Ruby slippers for a Ruby slippers, you go
0: to passion couture for a passion couture. You know what I mean? Gotcha. Yeah. So they've got their own different style. Yeah.
2: And they're like, yeah, it's a really great community as well. Like the most So what supportive. would you say that Betty
0: Rose's costume style
2: is? Oh God. Um I think I'm really into like I want things to fit you like a glove. I love stretch because you're performing in it and Mm. I hate nothing more than when you're wearing like a fitted gown and you move and then you just feel oh. that zipper go down a little bit because you moved a bit too far. Mm. Um, I just like, I love clean lines. I love, I love like a bold pattern, which yeah. is something I think I learned from my friends that like, you can wear an entire zebra print outfit and it can look good. Oh yeah. Um, yeah. I just like, I, I love something that's like clean and executed well, like simple design executed well. Yeah. Plus rhinestones. rhinestones. Plus rhinestones
1: always. <laughs> I love it. You said before that, like, you've made dresses for, obviously, Friend of the Pod, um, Max. Mm -hmm. When did you first meet, like, Max and Menorah? Because they're, like, part of your drag family.
0: Hi, Menorah. Hi, Menorah. Menorah,
1: (laughs) you're listening. Hello. We love you.
2: So I properly met Max uh, beginning of 2019. I had been following Max and Menorah for a while. Um, Then I literally like four weeks into starting to do drag before I'd like done a number or anything was it before I did a number it was either right after I did my first number or right before I did my first number I got a job as the door girl at a night called Pose oh yeah um and they were like the main cast and so like the main cast of that show ended up being like my best friends because I was the girl on the door because I don't think at that point like either people didn't want to do the door or like they had a rotating cast and one week they didn't have a door person yeah but yeah just by fate i ended up having like wow. the most amazing drag family
0: that's so cute so that involve. so then is isis your mom too
2: oh no not at all um
0: <laughs> that is that is max's
2: mother that is that family um my so your cousin my <laughs> drag family <laughs> is like because like a lot of us in it are from other families So you have, like, your Ruby Taboos and your Menorah Foxes who are, like, with Jemima Handful. You have Max who's with Isis. And then you have, like, me and Linda over here vibing doing our thing. (laughs) (laughs) But, like, all encompassing. Like, we're, like, they're my sisters, they're my family. Like, we are a drag family. Yeah. Yeah, just a little orphan who has to, like, adopt this little family. But, like, I guess we kind of made it around each other. But, yeah.
0: Yes. And with the um, job at Pose as the door girl how did that come about like did you just like apply or did you know people i like i met
2: i can't remember who it was specifically in that cast who like got me the job but like somebody messaged me being like hey can you work the door tomorrow and i was just like yeah i can like i will i will put on a wig and i will put on an outfit and i will work the door tomorrow for you because i was already going there because i was like wanting to see what the scene was like seeing where to like dip my toes where the best place to like Get my name out there was and um yeah so I'd been there a couple weeks awesome. and then they were like well you're gonna be there anyway yeah <laughs> <laughs> may
0: as well get paid for it right so that was like was that your first kind of I guess uh, working experience in a drag venue yeah and like
2: there was also like one of the first opportunities I got to perform like I only performed there like yeah. a couple times but like the probably the most like changing performance I ever did was the final pose night. OK. Yeah. So like if I like mark like where my drag took a turning point, it's the final night of pose.
0: And were you were you like, you know, dressing up in drag and kind of doing it before you actually went out there and did it? Or were you kind of like it happened really fast?
2: Like after pose, or like before that.
0: Before that. So like growing up. and. Yeah.
2: So like my first time ever in drag was um, like Halloween 2018, 20. Yeah. No, 2017. I know this flying. Who knows? One Halloween, <laughs> I dressed up as Sharon Needles to go to an in the dark event. Oh yes,
0: I think I saw a picture. That
2: one, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you have the receipts. <laughs> yep, I I went there. I did her finale look. I had like the little thing on my head that said Party City. She found it oh, funny so I was happy about that at least because yeah. I was like she could hate me forever and like at this point <laughs> I don't care but whatever. <laughs> um, but yeah, um, that was the first time I ever got into like quote-unquote drag and then I went to a couple more in the dark things where I'd be like, oh, like maybe I'll do like a bolder look each time and then essentially I ended up like going out to Thursday like every couple weeks with uni friends and I'd have like a contact in and my brow drawn up high and I'm like I'm... I'm essentially in drag at this point. Just, like, bite the bullet, girl.
1: (laughs) From, uh, like, viewing your Instagram, not going to lie. I did a stalk. I had to. go for it. Um, Yeah, like, the term drag, you've been doing, like, drag, not the full-on wigs and all that, but from your, like, your makeup and your looks, it's always been like that. You've got that drag behind it.
2: Yeah. Yeah, I guess, yes. Ever since, like, I left high school. Yeah, kind of. (laughs)
1: like that's the beauty about drag it's you know to be a drag queen like you can incorporate drag into any part of your life no matter what gender you are going out wearing a nice colorful top and feeling happy about wearing it is drag you're dressing up as the gender that you want to be
2: yeah it's like it's like the baby steps to being like well this is who i want to be let me just like be creative let me be eccentric let me have the attention for a second
1: yes Yes, yeah be betty rosé
0: be Betty Rosé. Yeah. Speaking of Betty Rosé, mm-hmm. how did Betty Rosé's name
2: get I, its name? I love <laughs> these stories because people are like, yeah, like, this is the reason, this is the reason. I was drunk on Rosé listening to Betty by Violet Charchi and I was like, well,
1: there's the name. <laughs> <laughs> like, that's,
2: that's actually really that's good. That's the reason. Like, there's nothing more behind it. That is very good. Because
1: you have a tattoo on your arm inspired by Adida Von T's, Violet Charchkin.
2: Yeah, Yes, I, I I do. Yes, I do. It is um, <laughs> Violet Chachki's makeup on, like, Betty Page's head on Dina Vontaze's body. My tattoo artist, that poor man who just spends all his time, like, tattooing skulls and, like, all these, <laughs> like, really, like, masculine imagery. He's like, what do you want this time? And I'm like, a perfume bottle. <laughs> yeah, but, Variety. Yeah, my tattoos are, like, one of my favorite things. And
0: also, like, that thing of, like, tattoo drag queens. Like, I just love it. Yes, it is. It's it's quite aesthetically pleasing. Exactly. It does. It does. And with your kind of, you know, persona and being Betty Rose, do you get any... Where does your drag inspiration come from? Do you have a main source who you love and you take notes from? Or I think, like, drag artists in
2: general all, like, take from each other a little bit. And, like, you see something you like and you're like, okay, what about that do I like? So... When I was like starting out, I was like, okay, essentially I want to look like the mashup together of like Peg Bundy and Jessica Rabbit. Like that's what it that's what it really is. Good yeah. It. yeah, right? Um, But then like I would watch these drag performers that like I gravitated to and like I wanted that grace and elegance of Sasha Valour. I wanted like that stage presence of like all these queens who could just step onto stage and you couldn't stop looking at them. Yeah. Like I remember seeing Sasha Valour stand in front of me take off a veil and people started crying. And I was like, I want that power. <laughs> <laughs> like, if she can stand there, remove a veil and four people in my eyeline are crying because of it.
0: She's done something correct. That's power. Oh, that's amazing. Oh, I love it. And with being kind of, you know, you went opposed posed being the door girl. Was your first performance that you saw live of a melbourne performer there as well
2: no like i um i was doing like this really insane uni course that took up so much time and mm. um what was that i studied um production at the victorian college of the arts oh yeah my friend's doing that right now. it is a it is a tough one um mm. you're like occasionally working a 70 hour week at uni oh no no no, no one no. wants that <laughs> No, no, no. I don't no. know why I did it sometimes. But uh, we would like finish a show and then we'd go out. And then we found that like the 86 after like their shows on a Friday, the music would be really good. And the dance floor would always be like kind of empty. Yeah. People had left like their actual show and like they were just sort of like closing down the club essentially for a couple of hours. And the music was always so good. So we would go there, but like we would get there right as the show was ending. So like I think my first performance that I ever saw was Karen from Finance. Yeah. Which is like an iconic person to like in the Melbourne scene to see first. Yeah. Uh, Yeah. Yeah. So like Karen and Art probably and like that 86 crowd were probably like my first real look at Melbourne drag because like that's who I saw when I went out. But like, yeah, we never really went out for the drag back then. And then when I left that, I sort of was like, okay, drag is actually why I like going out. This
1: glamorous rope that just pulls you out of your house.
0: Me and Ryan know all about the rope.
1: Oh, we do. It's we how do. we met with the we rope. Do. The <laughs> rope. Yeah, it's the metaphorical rope.
0: Betty, it has been so great talking with you today. Oh, thank you for having me. Thank you for coming. And we are we're just very excited to see what the future holds for you. And if I need any costumes just for my day-to-day life. Get in touch. Please. Then I'll just walk around the corner and come and get a costume from you. <laughs> I'll just throw it. Honestly, that's how we'll just get it. Yeah, just throw, throw it. Just throw it. I'll catch. Yeah. yeah. Just scream out your window and I'll be like, coming. Amazing. But until we get to see you perform again, we will be following you on all the socials at Betty Rose. At Betty Rose. And if anyone needs a costume, where should they find you? Uh, You can find me at at Betty underscore Rose underscore designs. Perfect. Amazing. Well, we will speak to you soon. And thank you again. Thank you. Bye. Bye.
1: you gotta wear a mask to save some lives or even So that was the fabulous Mask Jeeves, who you can find on Facebook and Instagram at Mask Jeeves.
0: You can use their promo code DRAG when purchasing online at www.maskjeeves.bigcartel.com
1: for 20% off your order. Reusable, fashionable, comfortable. Get your masks today.
0: Betty Rose. What can we say? She's a woman who does drag and she's here to stay.
1: <laughs> oh my fucking God. <laughs> <laughs> All I can say is I would love a bottle of Betty Rose. Me too. A large, large Me glass. Me too. She's gorgeous, glowing, <laughs> stunning woman. Stunning. <That's>... Stunning. <laughs> <Stank. laughs> okay. It's that time in the show where we move into our last segment of the podcast, the event segment. Marley, what's on this week? Okay, Ryan, I'm glad you asked
0: because as usual, we have the Dorf live streams. They are still happening, people. They are. And even though your Sydney friends are going out and performing, it's not happening here. So we need to entertain ourselves. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. So that's every Saturday night at 9pm on Facebook Live. We have our DJ Argonaut Twitch session still on every Saturday night. So make sure you're following him for updates. We have our favourite. Lip Sync Roulette <gasps> every Sunday night at 7.30pm, where you can occasionally see the guests that we had on today, Miss Betty Rose. So make sure you go and follow Lip Sync Roulette on Facebook so you can see what's going on. We have Vaudeville Drag Cabaret Restaurant, which hosts Fabulash Fridays every Friday night at 6pm and The Vixens every Saturday night at 7 we have Daytona's Extravaganza, also on a Saturday night, but at 7.30pm via Twitch. And we have our amazing humans over at Pride of Our Footscray, who have their self-bingolation nights, also known as Drag Bingo, which is happening every second Wednesday night at 7.30pm. So the next session is Wednesday the 14th of October, and I believe that it's disco night. <gasps> disco fever. Disco. Disco. RuPaul would love it. Speaking of RuPaul, just really quickly, he's back on Instagram. He just posted something really random. Olivia Newton-John. You're so random.
1: Xanadu. was like, welcome back. (laughs) Love it. Thank you, Marley. Can't wait for the weekly drag sesh. In the meantime, we would like to thank our guest this episode, Miss Betty Rose.
0: Yes, and if you would also like to thank this costume queen, you can go and follow her on Instagram at Betty Rosé and at Betty Rosé Designs and inquire within about getting some new outfits.
1: Couture. Couture, darling. Couture. We would like to thank our sponsor this episode, Mask Jeeves. Go follow them on Instagram at Mask Jeeves and visit their website with so much more at www.maskjeevesdog... dog... -dog dot... com, and use the code... Drag, drag, for 20% off all orders until October 31st. Ooh. Bow,
0: bow, 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 bow. <laughs> Did you like that, my siren? I love that. Good. So we have a winner. That was my winning intro. Very good. Congratulations to our winner this week.
1: Paige Easter.
0: You have won yourself a mask by mask
1: G. Congratulations. You get to look as fabulous as us when you're protecting your mouth from... Safe and spooky. Yes, ooky spooky, stylish and safe and sexy. (laughs) Our sponsors are so generous, Marley. Speaking of sponsors, we would like to thank our incredible sponsor, Pride of Our Foot's Great. If you want to win some prizes, go follow Pride of Our Foot's Great and follow the booking link. In their bio.
0: And in our bio as well. And it, yes. And lastly, do not forget to subscribe to us, the Born to Drag podcast, and follow us on Instagram and Facebook at Born to Drag. Until then, I'm Molly. Yes, I am. And I'm still Ryan.
1: And we will see you next time on Born, Born to, Dr- to Drag. Goodbye Bye. now. Bye. Bye. <laughs> so stupid born to drag is a toil and trouble podcast produced and sound engineered by thomas bradford co-produced by marley koenig drew and co-hosted by ryan mcgart and marley koenig drew
0: our theme song is an original by thomas bradford
1: and our logo artwork is designed by marley koenig drew
0: and digitally transformed by thomas bradford